Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 372 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about debt. And I know I've talked about debt on this show many times over, right? So a lot of this is not gonna be anything new, but uh, there is a survey out that says that nearly half of 18 to 34 year olds feel like they are quote, drowning in debt. And we're gonna talk about why this is, what this drowning feeling may be coming from, uh, and then what are a lot of the symptoms of being in debt and exactly uh, reasons that debt is ultimately bad for you, even if uh, you may be hearing from different sides saying that debt isn't as bad as it's cracked up to be. I'm here to say today that being out of debt is the best way to build long-term financial freedom. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I'm hoping for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, look, it is very easy to feel overwhelmed by debt, right? Whether it's student loans, even though they're deferred, the payments are deferred right now, right? Uh, unpaid student loans can be a big stress on us all because we know eventually uh, that those are going to come due. Ever increasing credit card balances, right? When you know the interest rates are, you know, 19, 24%, whatever, uh, that can be, you know, very costly and can really eat into your monthly income. Uh, a monthly car payment, right? A uh, car payment on, on a car that you thought, hey, you know, a new car is probably better because it's more reliable or whatever. And now you're seeing that um, you, know, you can't afford this, this car that you really wanted, right? Uh, these things can be reasons why young consumers feel like they carry a huge financial weight uh, on their shoulders. And it's no surprise that so many people feel the way they do about being in debt. In fact, a survey conducted by Select and uh, Dynata found that nearly half, 44% of 18 to 34 year olds feel like they are quote unquote drowning in debt. Right? While it can seem sometimes you know, difficult to find a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, the best thing that we can do about our debt, the best thing that we can do about being in debt, and I say our debt, I am not in debt, right? I've gotten out, um, and it's one of the reasons that I tell you guys all the time to be out of debt because I found it being the most freeing thing uh, that I could find when it comes to um, being financially uh, independent, being financially successful, uh, it is very freeing to be out of debt. So the best thing that you can do is actually do something and have a plan and have some set action that you are going to take in order to get out of debt, in order to free yourself up financially. And uh, I've said it a million times on this show and I'll say it again, debt is a strain on your cash flow, right? Uh, the cash flow that you bring in every single month, right? Debt is going to take away that cash flow. 
It's going to take away from your income. It's going to take away from your ability uh, to be free. You're always going to be beholden to someone, and that's not what we want. So what I want to talk about today, and um, I don't want this to just be a doom and gloom episode, but I want to talk about reasons that debt is bad for you, right? Um, we know many of these. Again, this is not anything new or this is not rocket science, but it is important for us to understand. It's important for us to understand um, that in a world where debt is so readily available and so accepted, right, um, that debt is a bad thing and debt can and in many cases will hurt you in some way, shape or form. I'll just give you a little anecdote about my own life, right? I've told you I'm out of debt. I don't have debt. Uh, my wife and I, we you know, remain debt free. But uh, I have had debt before. I uh, had a car that I had to pay on and I had uh, student loans that I had to pay off. And those things aren't fun, right? It is a strain on your cash flow and it creates undue stress in your life. It created undue stress in my life. Now that those things are paid off though, um, I have this freedom, this freedom to do things with my money and know uh, that I can accumulate and not just constantly be um, you know, paying money out to somebody who I owe money to, okay? Uh, so being free of debt uh, is a very, very big deal. And we'll talk about why in today's episode. But let's start with the reasons that debt is bad for you. So the first reason uh, is that debt encourages you to spend more than you can afford. What does everybody say? It, probably the, if you, you know, never really heard a lot about personal finances growing up, you didn't learn a whole lot. Probably the one thing that everybody has heard uh, is live below your means, right? Uh, or live on less than you make. And debt encourages you to do the exact opposite. It encourages you to spend more money than you actually have in your bank account, which is a problem because debt is not the ability uh, to buy more than you can actually afford. What debt is, is the ability to defer payment on what you are purchasing, right? The ability to spread payments out and to add uh, this penalty for uh, spreading payments out called interest, right? But if you think about interest in that way, it'll really drive you nuts. It'll really drive you nuts that you have to pay any interest on any of your debts because all that interest is, is this penalty uh, for deferring your payments. So it really makes you want to pay for everything right up front and not have to pay any interest, right? So debt encourages you to spend more than you can afford. And how many uh, cases is this 100% true, right? Uh, people go out and they buy cars that there's no way they could come up with the cash to buy that car, but they're allowed to go into debt for it because they can make the payment, right? Um, they, they're allowed to go and uh, take out, you know, all this credit card debt and be tens of thousand dollars in credit card debt, but they could have never uh, or would have never spent their income uh, buying whatever they purchased with that credit card. So debt encourages spending and specifically in a way uh, that, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to repay uh, or it's going to put them in a place where it's very difficult to repay, which is why so many uh, young people feel as if they are drowning in debt. Okay, so that's the first thing. Then, the second is debt costs money, right? It feels free, but it costs money, right? When you go, just think about this, right? Let's say you own a car right now, and you go and you, you wanna buy a new car, you go to the uh, dealership and you say, okay, I'm gonna use my trade-in as my down payment, 
right? Uh, and I'm gonna trade this car in and I'm gonna get a new car. Well, other than, you know, just some basic fees and, you know, sales tax and whatever else, right? You're gonna leave the lot with a car having not paid for that car, right? It makes the transaction feel like what you did was basically free, that that car was basically free. Even though you're gonna have to pay for it on a month to month basis, it feels pretty free, right? And even on a you know smaller scale, uh, just think about every time you swipe a credit card, right? Every time you swipe a credit card, does it feel like you actually just spent money? It should, uh, but ultimately when you're swiping that card, you're like, you know, nothing happened. I didn't have to make any type of real transaction there. That's why cash is so powerful uh, in your finances, right? Because if you spend cash, there is a finite amount of cash that you can spend, right? But if you're swiping your card, even though that is finite as well, right? There is some upper limit. That limit is so high, we don't ever want to hit it typically, right? So uh, it doesn't feel like anything when you're spending $100. Whereas if you gave somebody a $100 bill, you would very likely feel that, right? In general, you pay a price for the debt that you create. That price comes in the form of interest, okay? The higher the interest rate, the more you'll end up paying for your debt. So the debt actually costs you something, right? And ultimately, the amount that you pay for something is increased based on uh, the interest rate on the debt. Because just think about this. Think about uh, if you go into debt for, let's say, a car, right? Uh, there's a reason that car loans, you know, other than the quote unquote 0% loans, which we've talked before about how uh, something being 0% does not necessarily mean 0%. It means we're not going to factor in uh, an APR, but uh, it is factored into the price. That price that you're paying uh, already has that 0% uh, interest, um, you know, baked in. But that's the reason why other than that, when you're buying like a used car, uh, you're buying a used car and you can only get so low a rate on that car because the car dealership knows that inflation is going to run, right? Uh, and that they're going to be on the losing end of you purchasing this car uh, the longer your fixed payments go on um, and you know your rate is so low. So ultimately they know that they're gonna have to beat inflation with the amount of money uh, that they're bringing in for these vehicles, not to mention the sticker price that they put on these vehicles is a you know quite the fair markup for uh, any wholesale value of that car. So uh, that's just one example, but I must say that debt does cost money. And even when it looks like it doesn't, even when it says it's 0%, uh, just look at what's baked into the price of whatever uh, asset or, you know, in this case, liability you're trying to purchase and bring into your life. So debt costs money. Now, what else does debt do? Debt borrows from your future income. Okay, so every time you go into debt, you aren't just costing yourself money next month, right? You're costing yourself money next year and five years from now and all these different things, right? Uh, so what we do is we like to defer the costs of all these things via debt, right? And then what happens is we have less of our future income. We have less disposable income. That's why I say uh, that debt is a strain on your cash flow because that income, that cash flow that you're bringing in, uh, you're not able to keep it. You're not able to keep it in your own pocket because you're taking on all of these unnecessary liabilities, right? Anytime you take out a loan or charge something to your credit card, you are borrowing from the money you hope to earn in the future, 
right? Uh, do you want to spend your money for something you've already used up and you, know, you don't get much value from anymore? You never know what changes may happen in your income, so it's better not to mortgage your future. Now, I don't want to make this about student loans, but just think about student loans for a moment, right? Uh, one of the reasons that we feel so strongly about student loans and want them um, you know, forgiven and want them taken care of and all these types of things is because we don't feel a connection with what went on with our student loans because we paid for something and now we're like, okay, you know, you're 10 years into your career or whatever. And you're like, how much did my college degree really help me uh, where I'm at in my career? So you feel like you've been gypped. You feel like, um, why should I repay this? Right. Um, and so you're borrowing from your future self, but it's something that you really don't get much value from anymore. Same thing goes with your credit cards, right? You go and you max out your credit cards on uh, a bunch of frivolous stuff. Well, it's stuff that's not providing you a lot of utility or any utility at all anymore. And yet uh, you're having to pay on that credit card debt balance. So uh, just being thoughtful about that, being knowledgeable about uh, the fact that your future income is going to have to pay for your current self, that is a big issue. That's a big problem. And I say all the time that when you are taking out debt, what you're doing is you're saying, I would rather not sacrifice today, right? I would rather take the easy road today, get what I want today and sacrifice later. But that is not the road to financial freedom. The road to financial freedom is daily sacrifice, right? Sacrificing as soon as possible, all right? And you don't even have to sacrifice big as soon as possible, but sacrifice sooner than later and then get what you want later on right? Uh, but if you get what you want now in lieu of sacrificing, in lieu of putting away your income for whatever uh, you want to purchase and paying for it in full, uh, then you are going to end up behind the eight ball in your finances. It, it's just, it's true. I've seen it time and time and time again. It's proven that going into debt uh, is only going to tie up your future income in a way that you don't want it to. Now, the fourth reason uh, that debt is bad for you is that high interest debt causes you to pay more than the item costs, right? So if you buy a $2,000 living room set uh, on your credit card at 11% and only make the minimum payment, you'll end up paying more than $3,600 for that $2,000 item uh, by the time you completely pay off your debt, right? That's $1,600 more than the future cost. That is $1,600 more than the furniture costs. Even if you raised your monthly payment to $100 and paid off the balance, you'd still pay close to $220 more than the cost of the furniture. On the other hand, you could set aside $150 a month for 14 months and pay uh, in full at no extra cost. But again, what's that doing? That is stealing from your future income. You're saying, hey, for the next 14 months, I'm going to steal from my income and take $150 a month and put it away. That's not what we want to do right? Do you really want to be paying for your furniture uh, on a month-to-month -month basis? No, I want to buy some furniture, put it in my home, let it sit there, and guess what that furniture is going to do the whole time you sit there? And we talk about this with cars, but rarely do we talk about it with something like furniture. What's a furniture, what, what's a piece of furniture going to do? It's only going to go down in value as you sit on it and lay on it. Uh, and as you spill things on it and all these different types of things, it's only going to become less and less valuable. And we talk about this with cars all the time. Why in the world are we uh, going into debt for depreciating assets, right? Uh, and that's what furniture would be. So this is just an example, uh, and especially with uh, you know a credit card 
uh, or if you go and take out a payday loan or whatever, those high interest rates are going to make you those high interest rates are going to make you spend way more uh, than whatever the underlying item is really worth, and it's not going to be worth it to you over the long term. Over the long term, uh, what is best for you is saving up money to buy whatever it is. And you know, I, I'm thinking about furniture here, but everybody thinks, oh, when I move, I have to get new furniture and I have to you know, get all new stuff to decorate the, the house or, or whatever. And it's just not true. It's all a fallacy. It's all a farce. It's all um, just you making things up in your head. You wanting to keep up with the Joneses. You wanting to look good to your friends. It is not reality and what's best for you financially. So high interest debt can cause you to pay more uh, than the item costs. And that is a big issue. Then the fifth thing, the fifth reason uh, that debt is bad for us is that debt keeps you from reaching your financial goals. Now, why is this, right? Uh, many of our financial goals are predicated around what? Are predicated around the money that we save and put away for our future, right? Uh, and if you are constantly having to give away your income, right, in order to pay for your debts, then what you're doing is, is you are losing the ability uh, to purchase appreciating assets. You're losing the ability to invest your money for your future. And you're losing uh, the ability to spend money on the things that you actually want to spend money on, right? You're losing the ability to give money in a very generous way, right? Uh, your cash flow is being strained. And when your cash flow is strained, you are having to sacrifice other parts of your financial life, right? So our financial goals uh, get you know lost in the mix. It gets lost in the fact uh, that we are constantly having to pay on this car or pay on this credit card or pay on these student loans or pay on whatever it may be. And so we have to understand that continuing in debt means that we're not likely to reach our long-term goals. Because like I said a moment ago, uh, when you're going into debt, it's stealing from uh, your future income. And your future income is what's going to help you get uh, to your long-term financial goals. But if you have less future income, then you're going to reach your long-term financial goals either slower or you're not going to be able to reach them at all because uh, you are using that income for your debt payments, right? So that can be a big issue. Then uh, the sixth reason that debt is bad is that debt can keep you uh, from owning a home, right? And I think one of the biggest things, especially in American life, uh, that is very um, sought after, something that we really want to do financially is to own a home. Uh, and it's not a bad idea. People may say, oh, that's a bad idea financially because uh, of the lack of appreciation or whatever, but it is an appreciating asset. It does provide stability to you and your family, right? Um, and it is, in many cases, a large part of people's net worth. So credit card, auto, student loan debt are all considered when you apply for a home loan. Right? If your other debt payments are too high, you may get turned down for a mortgage loan. In most cases, your total monthly debt payments can't take up more than 43% of your income. So I want to stop right here. I'm going to ask you a really difficult question, and this may really open your eyes. Uh, are your monthly debt payments more than 43% of your income? And sadly for many of you, the answer is yes. But that's okay for now, right? There's this um, saying that I've heard said many times, and I, I heard it from a pastor a long time ago, and it's uh, this saying, you know, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way, right? Uh, it's okay to be deeply in debt, 
right? It's okay to have more than 43% of your income, um, you know, in your debt payments, but it's not okay to stay that way, right? Um, it, you have to first realize that you have a problem, realize that there's an issue, uh, and then attack it. But many lenders, right, when we're talking about purchasing a home, um, they want your debt to income ratio to be quite low. That means um, if your debt to income ratio is high, then you'll be stuck renting or paying on your current mortgage until you pay off some of your other debt. And so debt can hold you back from moving into the home that you want to move into. Uh, and I know none of us want to have to deal with that. And that's why a lot of people get held up in uh, renting or staying in an apartment or staying in a home that they don't like in a neighborhood that they don't like or whatever, right? It's because their debt payments are far too high to do anything else. Now, seventh reason that debt is bad for us is that debt can lead to stress and serious medical problems, right? Do not just brush this one off. This is very, very serious. Now, when you have debt, it's hard not to worry about how you're going to make your payments or how you keep from taking on more debt to make ends meet. This stress from debt can lead to mild to severe uh, health problems, including ulcers, migraines, depression, and even heart attacks. The deeper you go into debt, the more likely it is that you will face health complications. And you may say, ah, I'm not gonna you know, face health complications based on my money or based on debt. There's no way. Well, um, you tell me what it feels like to be drowning in something, right? Uh, because these 18 to 34 year olds, what they said, 44% of them feel like they are drowning in debt. Well, drowning is like dying actively, right? If you drown, you don't live anymore, right? So they feel the weight of sinking um, deeper and deeper into debt. And so it can have very, very real uh, mental, psychological, and medical um, repercussions from being in a debt over uh, the long term and being deeply uh, in debt especially. So, and, and, and I tell you guys this all, all the time, being out of debt made me feel what? Makes me feel free. When I talk about finding financial freedom, I'm talking about being out of debt, having options, having the ability to choose what you do with your money, right? But when you have no options, right? Uh, you have no freedom. You're chained by your debt. Uh, that's going to be mentally draining. That's going to be tough. It's going to be, um, you know, and feel sometimes insurmountable to get out of that debt. But ultimately, in the vast majority of cases, it's not insurmountable, right? It is possible for us to get out of debt. And I'll talk about that once I get through these last two reasons that debt is bad for us. The eighth reason is that debt can hurt your marriage, okay? One of the primary priorities for me financially and for my wife financially when we got married was to make sure that we didn't have any debt. And all that was left over uh, debt-wise for us was my student loans. We got those paid off and we've been debt-free now for several years. So debt can hurt a marriage though. Debt puts unnecessary pressure on your household's finances and creates a lack of financial security for your spouse and for your children, right? Think about that stress. Think about that um, drowning feeling. Now think about, you know, you did something. You went into credit card debt. You uh, took out these student loans. You did all this, and now your spouse is having to pay, um, you know, psychologically and mentally and stress-wise for your mistakes, right? We don't want our debt to hurt our marriage. We don't want our financial situation to hurt our marriage. If anything, we want to build financially with our spouse. We want to make our marriage better based on 
what our household finances look like. But um, the opposite is what occurs when uh, you continuously are going back into debt, right? Uh, when both partners feel overwhelmed, it can spark arguments about spending habits, who's creating more debt, and how much debt is too much. Because you start playing this blame game, right? You start talking about, um, oh, you're spending too much money here. You're the one going into credit card debt. You went and bought this car without talking to me about it. All these types of things. It is not working together financially. Um, and it's going to create rifts. It's going to create issues. It's going to create problems, right? Uh, but just as easily as you can play the blame game, just as easily as debt can hurt your marriage, it can bring it together, but it can bring it together in you paying debt off. It can bring it together uh, if you are working together uh, to work to this common goal of not having debt any longer, right? But the fights, they can escalate and they can break down the marriage. And that's the last thing that we want. So we want to uh, defend against uh, any type of you know hurt to our marriage by uh, staying out of debt in the first place. Then the last reason that debt is bad for us is debt hurts your credit score. Now, I've talked to you before about why I don't think the credit score is as important as people make it out to be, um, especially if we are not going into debt for cars, not trying to take out uh, new credit cards all the time, you know, all these different types of things. Yes, uh, if you're trying to take out a home loan, then your credit score can be quite important, right? Uh, but how do I say that we actually build a credit score? If I don't hold debt, what do I do? Uh, I just, you know, put everything on a credit card and then pay that credit card off every single month. But I've also talked about the dangers of that. And you can go back and watch some of those episodes again as well, right? I, I want you guys to understand that anytime you're dealing with a debt product, that debt product is created in order to make you pay interest, right? Uh, but again, that is the last thing that we want. And that is the last thing that we uh, need in our financial life and because what it'll turn into is it'll turn into bad habits. It'll turn into actually having to pay interest on your debt and that is not what we want. But part of your credit score, 30% to be exact, is based on the amount of debt that you have, right? The more debt that you have compared to your credit limits and original loan balances, the lower your credit score will be, okay? Even if you're not shopping for a credit card or loan, right? Your credit score affects your life and the cost of other products and services such as auto insurance, right? And this is um, one situation where uh, the cost of something that is not directly impacted by uh, your financial life can, you know, be impacted by your uh, credit score. So um, this is just something to keep in mind. It's not the most important reason. There's a reason it's here at the end. Some of the most important reasons to me are the, are the reasons tied to your future income, tied to the fact that debt is costly, uh, your marriage, right? That is such a big deal. We don't want to damage our relationships, but money is so relational. Money is so intertwined with uh, our relationships with others, especially our spouses. Uh, but working together is a big deal. Getting out of debt is a big deal. And so what do I say about debt? What What is the, the prescription for all this? The prescription is to have a plan. The prescription is uh, to get out of debt and to actively be working your way out of debt if you are deeply uh, in debt. And I have a plan for this. It's called the financial action plan, right? Uh, and the financial action plan tells you to do some simple things. It tells you uh, to budget uniquely every month, right? And I uh, have walked you through how to do that many times. Uh, it tells you to have some emergency savings, some small one month worth of household expenses, emergency savings. 
Then it tells you, you know, hey, if you are offered free money by your employer, take it in an employer-sponsored retirement account via a match. Just take the match, nothing more, nothing less. Start that investing. Then it says, now, if you have any consumer debt other than your mortgage, use every other bit of income that you have and get out of all of that consumer debt, right? And the getting out of consumer debt is right there in the middle of the financial action plan because it is the breaking point. Right? It is the point by which if you can get past that, if you can get out of consumer debt, then you have so much income that's freed up to do all of the next things. And uh, those are build up a fully funded emergency fund to where you know if you lose a job or if something happens, you have big medical bills that were unexpected, uh, then you can pay for those things in cash and you don't have to go back into debt like you may have had to do previously. Then you invest 15% uh, of your household income in the sixth part. Uh, at least 15% of your household income for your future, retirement, your kids, all those types of things. Then in the seventh part, which is concurrent with the sixth, uh, you're working to uh, pay off your home early. Because uh, we talked about home loans earlier and why uh, I think, you know, yeah, being out of debt on your mortgage can still be a, a very big and very useful thing. And then the eighth part uh, is maxing everything out, investing in everything that you have the ability to invest in, um, and maxing everything out and really growing your money for your future. And then the ninth part is to just give so extremely generously, uh, and that should be done after you get your home paid off. Uh, just give as generously as you can, as we should be giving all the way through the plan, but at this point, you have so much free cash flow. You can just be generous. You can be a good steward of the money that you've been given. Um, and all of those things are predicated on this fact that we are out of debt. So if you're from 18 to 34, or if you're older or younger, I don't know how many people younger uh, would feel like they're drowning in debt. There is a way out. Uh, and I provide you with a way out and the things that I do in my financial life that help me to get out of financial uh, distress, right? Maybe I wasn't in uh, near the distress that you guys are now. Uh, but being in debt feels like a big weight on your chest and I want to help you get that weight off and help you to be financially free. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.